0: father God we thank you for today we thank you for your love and your grace we thank you for your uh, your opportunity to sit at your throne father we worship you and we declare that you are Lord in our lives we thank you for your word and the instruction and Holy Spirit God who causes your love to be shed abroad in our heart we open our hearts and our minds to hear God. We declare that our hearts are not wax gross. We declare that our eyes do see and our ears do hear from God. And we declare that after we have heard what you have said, Father, that we hearken to it. We hear and we do. And we declare that our lives are better after hearing that word and doing what you have said. Our faith never fails because we're always in alignment with what you have told us to do. We are completely obedient in all things. Therefore, we always have what we say we're a walking manifestation of the kingdom and men want to know god because they know us in jesus name amen amen so let's get started tonight all right we seven minutes in so we will we will keep going i'm trying to keep everything within the hour so so like i said our basis base scripture for uh this series has been luke 6 and 45 and it's in the the end of that basically says for a man's mouth speaks from the overflow of his heart and i know in our natural thinking what we'll want to say well if i want to control the words that coming out my mouth if i want to control the things that i see in, in my i see in my life then i just need to fix what i say and that is a good premise in the sense that if i if the words I'm speaking are bad I just need to change my words but the thing is you don't have the ability to control your tongue and James 3 and 8 it says but no human being can tame the tongue it's a restless evil Full of deadly poison. So, our attack of changing our words absolutely has nothing to do with trying to tame our tongue in the sense that I try to change what I say by changing my tongue or forcing myself to say something different. The thing is, we tame our tongue by guarding our heart. And that's what we're going to be talking about. I tame, you can go ahead and say that. Say, I tame my tongue by guarding my heart. So that's how I'm going to be able to tame my tongue. If I don't like the words that I'm hearing come out my mouth, if I don't like what I'm seeing manifested in my life, it isn't that the word the word that I need to go out and the, go after in the sense of trying to tame my tongue what I need to do is guard my heart what I need to do is look at the input the things that's going on inside of me that's causing my mouth to reflect was really what's on the inside of me your mouth is on a roof on your mouth is an outward expression of your inner thoughts and so that's what you got to focus on uh it says however the word that flow from your tongue is just a small aspect of what flows from your heart so tonight. I know we've been talking about the steps of guarding your heart. We're going to get there. But tonight I'm going to go into uh, what happens inside of your heart because your heart is the epicenter of your life. Your heart is where the Bible says from your heart flows all the issues of life. All right. And so we're going to get into the epicenter because I want you to know, why do I need to guard my heart? Why do I need to tame my team? Why do I need to to study the word? Why do I need to do all of these steps in order to protect my heart? This is why Matthew 15 verses 18 through 20 says this. It says, but the things that come out of a person's mouth comes from where the heart and those things do what defile him defile them for out of the heart comes what evil thoughts murder adultery sexual immorality theft false testimony slander these are what defile a person but eating with unwashed hands does not defile a person this he was talking to them the pharisees and stuff they came up and like hey jesus why don't your disciples wash their hands and do all this stuff like they're supposed to uh, according to the law and jesus was like well why don't you do the law why don't you do the thing that I, I told you to do you talking about washing hands i'm talking about your evil heart you talking about washing hands i'm talking about the thing the, the way that you're living a defiled life and jesus checked them on that and i and the thing is all of these things are flowing out of your heart you wonder why you gossip you wonder why you commit fornication you wonder why you're lusting you're wondering why do you do those things You're drawn away by the lust of your own flesh. Out of your own heart are coming these evil thoughts. Why? Because the heart will defile you. Jeremiah 17 and 9 says it this way. It says the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? And so when you look at this, you may be saying, well, God, did God set us up to fail? I mean, he, we're in this world. We have this heart. You say this heart is evil. You say it defiles me. You say it causes me to want to murder, uh, commit adultery, sexual sin, and morality. What, what can I do? You can guard your heart, all right? It says when these scriptures refer to the heart, we're not talking about uh, the heart that you think. I mean, we're talking about what pumps the blood, right? We get that. But I want to look at the more spiritual definition as we talk about tonight when we're talking about the heart. The heart is a place of feelings, a place where your will and your even your intellect exists. It's called your inner man, your thoughts, your will and understanding. And so when we're talking about your heart tonight, we're talking about a place where thoughts are creative. We're talking about your inner man. And in the New Testament, if you go look, the word heart and mind are sometimes interchanged inside the New Testament. So if you go read that, you can look up the Strong's Concordance and all that, and you can go separate the meanings of them. But for tonight, the, your heart is the place of feeling. It's the place where your will and your intellect exists. And so we know that we the Bible tells us to love God with all our heart, our soul, and our mind. And so he separates all three of those right and we'll get into that later on why he separates those but our heart is the dwelling place for our thoughts our heart is the dwelling place for our beliefs and our heart is the dwelling place of for the love of god and so though we know our heart defiles us this is what god tells us we could do uh he says that he will cause the holy spirit to be shed abroad in our hearts so that we may understand the love that he has been given to us. That was Romans 5 and 5. The the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So that's how we're not in this world without hope. Yes, we got a heart that defiles us. Yes, we got a heart that condemns us. Yes, we got a heart that wants to do things that are contrary to the will of God. But if we accept Holy Spirit inside of our life, and that's one step into guarding your heart, right you have to accept holy spirit why because with holy spirit i have the ability to have the love of god to the abroad in my heart pushing out every evil thing that would defile my heart so a lot of times here's the issue you sin because you choose not to allow holy spirit to cause the true love of god to be shared and brought in your heart the only way that you can sin is because your heart is not full of god's love There could not be any sin in love because sin is an act of disobedience. Disobedience is an act that's done outside of God's love. Because the Bible says, if you love me, obey me. So anytime I'm disobeying God, it is an an act of willful choice against his love. So I can't obey God and and be disobedient at the same time. And so, (coughs) excuse me. And so that's what we got to understand. Proverbs 23, I mean, that's what we got to understand is that my choice to sin is a choice to willingly deny God and his love. You know, Holy Spirit, don't shed no light over here because I like this sin right here. I like fornication, I like theft i like drugs i like going to church and and singing worship songs and serving in ministries but i don't let the word penetrate my heart you know i just like it because it's the right thing to go do it's socially acceptable it's socially uh acceptable to go to church on sunday it's socially acceptable to be on a uh a Zoom for church, That's that's what's coming in the South. My mama did it, my grandma did it, my grandpa did it. So let me find myself in church, but you're in church, you're screaming, Lord, Lord, but you're not allowing the word of God to penetrate your heart. So in your mind, right, in your mind, your mind has the ability to think a thought that doesn't confirm, that's not confirmed in your heart. Your mind acknowledges information. Your heart accepts it to be true. So in my mind, I think about the word. In my mind, I say the word of God, but because that word has not penetrated my heart, Holy Spirit hasn't called it to be shared abroad. In my heart, there's no confirmation between an acknowledging of God's word and that word being inside of my heart to the point I believe it and accept it to be my truth. Without the connection between my mouth, my mind, and my heart, there's no manifestation of the will of God. And so until I get to the point where I go to the word of God and the word of God, I acknowledge it with my mind, I meditate on the word, the Bible says, day and night so I could do what observe to do accordingly, right? So that's what he's talking about, meditating so that the word will get into my heart and Holy Spirit, that word that's in our heart causes or push out all the things that defiles a man. Proverbs 23 and 7 says it like this as a man thinks in his heart so is he so if I think about the word in my heart then my life will manifest the word so if I look at my life today and if I don't like what I see I need to change what's in my heart because what I see today is the sum total of what I have thought about in my heart the things you're acting on today are manifestation of thoughts that your heart have confirmed you broke because your heart confirmed it you you, you're depressed because your heart has confirmed it You, you you where you are because your heart has confirmed it the things you're acting on today are manifestations of thoughts that your heart have confirmed think about this your mind acknowledges information and it processes things right your heart accepts that to be true this is why it's capable all right i'm going to give you an example this is why you're capable of having a thought of harming somebody right that's a fleeting thought that may come into your mind i'm going to hurt them but in your heart you know that's not right so though your mind acknowledged a thought though it though it entertained or or conceived information in your heart, it did, it was not confirmed. Therefore, there was not manifestation of harm done to somebody. Here's the thing we have not gotten the word down in our heart so when god told you that this was a year release it was a thought that you acknowledged right in your mind you said yeah this is a year release for f.o.c this is the year of release but in your heart it was never confirmed because you didn't meditate on that word enough to de- push out all those other thoughts that said no your bills don't conquer you no your un- your your sickness is going to conquer you no the the more you're gonna have more days than you have money no your kids gonna be disobedient no your spouse gonna act a fool no they gonna lay you off see in your heart those were the thoughts that were deep down and confirmed. So when your mouth said, I don't know what I'm going to do, there was a thought in your mind that your heart confirmed because in your heart, you really didn't know what you was going to do. So there was a connection and anytime there is a connection, there will be a manifestation of a thing that you said. So that is so important when god says as a man thinks in his heart so is he that is good if the things that you're thinking in your heart aligns with the kingdom that is good if the things that you're thinking in your heart aligns with the word that is good if you have allowed holy spirit access to your heart to cause the love to be shed abroad but that is very bad if your thinking is contrary to the will of god why Because whatever I think about, whatever I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth and there is a confirmation or connection, then that's the thing that I manifest. So that's why today, everything I see is a manifestation of what my mind, my mouth has said, my mind has thought, and my heart has confirmed it. And if those three things are in alignment, then you're always going to manifest. Why? Because in the beginning, Genesis 1 and 26, God created man. And when he created man, he breathed into us. And he gave us the same creative ability that he gave, that he had. So that when he walked into the earth and it was that form, he was able to speak a word and it changed its form. It began to shape into something that he had confirmed with his words and that was aligned with his heart, therefore it manifested. And so when he breathed into us and he told us to multiply, subdue, so do, have dominion, when he told us to do all those things, he said, Ralph, He said, Edwin, he said, Kristen, he said, Brenda, I am giving you the same ability that I had when I created the heavens. I'm giving you the same ability that I have when I created the earth. I'm giving you the same ability that I had when I said, let there be a division of water and land. You now have creative power. Go subdue, go dominate, right? Go multiply, go replenish. But when I was given that power, I can choose how I use that power based on what I believe based on what I believe so as a creative being with power to replenish as a creative being with power to dominate with a creative being with authority if I speak in this earth I don't know what I'm going to do then what has and I believe in my heart I don't know what I'm going to do and there is a confirmed connection between what I have said and what I believe in my heart there will be a manifestation of confusion And I just won't know what to do. So your reality, our reality is based on what we have believed. God isn't trying to get us to pray. God isn't trying to get us to worship. God isn't trying to get us to read the word because there's just nothing else to do. He is trying to allow the word to push out all the things that are in our hearts that defile us. So let's keep moving. And the thing that you got to understand about this, and then when you go back and listen to Matters of the Heart, uh, you'll be blessed because I was laughing because I was like, and no shade, Pastor Sean, but Pastor Sean sounded so sweet. when she, They. It was one of the first messages they talked together. I remember in McNair, for me and April had just got married, uh, and it was, a, it was at McNair. Uh, and, and they were teaching together. And I was just like, she sounded so sweet on there. Because April was walking by when I was listening in the kitchen today. And she was like, who is that? I was like, that's Pastor Ed and Pastor Judge. She said, uh-uh. I said, yep. Because it just, I mean, their voices were just different, you know? Uh, and so, but anyway, in there, uh, in that, you, you'll find that uh pastor Shun talked about Matthew 13 and nine that was how she led off she was I mean it was like it was like you you know how you go to the airport and you go through baggage claim you get checked and all that there wasn't none of that because when pastor started that series I mean it was like you got there and got on the plane she just took off Matthew nine she said where we at today is because our heart the wax grows and I mean that's where we at our heart is wax gross. And that's not even in my notes because that's going to be later. But that's what she was talking about. And where we are today is that same place. Our heart is wax gross. You you have the ability to see. You have the ability to hear. But you can't see and you can't hear because your heart is wax gross. You are covered in the things of this world. And though God is speaking, you are in, you're incapable of hearing it. And even if you heard it, you don't understand it because the things of the spirit cannot be conceived and understood by a man who operates in the earth your heart's wax grows and so what we have to do in romans 5 the bible tells us that he gave us holy spirit to have the love of god to be shared abroad in our heart but there cannot be an outpouring of love without an acceptance of holy spirit holy spirit is designed to cause god's love to be shared abroad in our hearts when this happens it drives out all the deceit. Your heart can't deceive you anymore because what would be happening in your heart is the fullness of God's love. That's why in Ephesians he says, I, pr- I pray that you may know the height, the width, the depth, and, and, and the length of God's love, right? That's He wants you to know that the fullness of his love. Why? Because when we know the fullness of his love, he can exceed all of our expectations according to the power that is working within us what is that power working in us it is his love that works in us that gives us the ability for our words to confirm what's in our hearts and we manifest it see i don't gotta worry about if i get a new house god loves me enough that he sent his son Jesus said down, me if he gave me his best gift being Jesus, how much more would he not now freely give me all things? That's Bible. If he gave you his best gift, what's a house to God? What what's debt deliverance to God? What, what 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 is that to God? It's nothing. He gave you his best gift first. While you were yet a sinner, the Bible says, yet he died for us, right? He became poverty so that I wouldn't have to experience that. But you got to give Holy Spirit permission. Every act of disobedience is a willful choice to strike against the will of God. It is a willful choice to strike against the will of God. You're saying, God, that ain't, that ain't, leave me with the deceit, God. I like my deceit. I I like I like this place I'm in. I like my middle class. I like my poverty. I like my sickness. I like my ratchetness. I like my depression. I like my messiness. I like my fornication. I like that if you just true with God and just tell him you like it, then he can work with you. But what you're trying to do you're trying to come and sing worship songs of god and out of your mouth you're saying what the world wants to be what you feel like the world wants to hear what you even want to hear yourself but you ain't got it in your heart and that lack of connection always lacks a manifestation of anything so we got to grow up john 14 says it this way if you love me you will obey my commandments that's what that's what john 14 and 15 says if you love me you will obey my commandments so let's let's just be honest i mean i had a conversation with my son uh i'm like i'm like he wanted something and he's like oh daddy i love you and i'm like (laughs) let me i was like oh you do huh you you love me enough to leave your shoes in the living room after I told you to uh, put pick them up. You love me enough not to take out the bag of trash that's been sitting there the last hour after I told you six times to pick them up. You love me enough not 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 to do what I asked you to, right? but you, you, you want to love me when you need me, but you don't want to love me when I ask you to come into alignment with the things that I feel like would be good for your life. See, God is trying to grow you up in your character. God is trying to grow you up in maturity. God is trying to grow you up, but you don't want to grow up. You want to stay a baby, but you want to drive a car. You want to stay immature, but you want to have keys to the house. You want to stay where you are, but you want to govern over all. That ain't how it works in the kingdom, baby. You got to do what the Lord said do the way that he said do it, when he said do it, in order to see what he has for your life. So contrary to popular belief, John 10 and 10 ain't for everybody. It ain't. The bible says i have come that you may have life and life more abundantly when he was saying that he was saying that that abundant life belongs to those that choose to believe it ain't for everybody and see in the bible some of these some churches in some places we have made it seem like what you do doesn't matter absolutely it does what you do matters what you think matters where you go matters what you hide in your heart matters. Everything matters. It takes all of that. And so if you think about what all we just said, right? Our mouth speaks what's in our hearts in abundance. Our heart has evil thoughts. Our heart is deceitful. God's love is supposed to be dwelling in our hearts. And whatever I think in my heart, I become. When you think about all of that, right? Let's just sum it up in Proverbs 4 and 23. That's a whole lot but you can sum it up like this guard your heart with diligence from out of it flows all the issues of life so when you think about all these things you can just think about proverbs 4 and 23. all of this stuff every issue that i encounter in life flows from my heart in god's word translation it says it this way guard your heart more than anything else because the source of your life flows from it y'all hear that the source of your life, the source of your life is flowing from your heart. And that's why we got to do what? We have to guard our heart. How do I guard my heart? Another way you guard your heart, right? And we're going to get into steps probably next week or sometime. But check it out. It says in Matthew 22 and 37. It says in Mark 22 and 30. It says in Luke 10 and 27. It's God tells us this. Love your God. How? With all your heart with all your soul with all your mind you want to know how you guard your your heart you give everything you are you give everything you have you give your full existence to god you give it all to him you surrender everything to him because you have to understand that manifestation is dependent upon your ability to turn all of these faculties over to god when i refuse to give god If I give God all my heart and all my mind, but I don't give Him my soul, I still don't see the manifestation God wants me to have. When I give God all my soul and all my heart but he can't have all my mind, I still don't see everything that God wants me to have. When I give God all of my soul and all my mind but not my heart, I still can't see what God wants me to have. So what I have to be able to do is to give God all of my heart, all of my soul, all of my mind. What am I doing there? I'm giving God my mind, my will, my emotions, my imagination, my intellect. I'm giving God my feelings and my emotions, The my inner man, man. All of that belongs to God. In my mind, I'm giving God my thoughts. I'm giving him my intelligences. I'm giving him my creativity. I am giving him my ability to reason. I am giving God all of that because when he has all of that, then he can use the creative power through Holy Spirit to cause me to dream a dream, to cause me to believe that dream in my heart, to cause me to confess that thing out of my mouth. And because there is alignment, there is connection, there is manifestation. That's how I have been married for 18 years. Why? Because God gave me a dream in 97 that I would marry that chocolate girl right there on spring break. That's what he did when I came back up there, right? When I came back from spring break in eighth grade and I saw April standing in line with those, those legs all glistening, he gave me a drink and then she broke up with me. Did y'all know she broke up with me? Qu- quick pause. Did y'all know on July 18, 1997, she probably going to walk out the door and look at me. She broke up with me, broke my heart, but I didn't, I didn't chill. Why? Because I had a dream. I already knew that I wanted her. She didn't want me at that time. I told the girl, I love you. She said, What's love? Right? But you know what? I kept the faith. <laughs> I kept the faith. And so now, 18 years later, right? I let it go, Nitra, but it's still fun to tell the story. 18 years later I'm walking in the thing that I knew that belonged to me and, and the only reason I, I gave my I gave God an opportunity right because I honest I went out there just trying to live any kind of way I was trying to I mean I was trying to do things for God right and so and so with that though when you begin to give yourself over to God and I tell that story because it's funny, but it also talks about persistence, right? It also talks about consistency. When God told us that we can have a house, right? When God told us that we can have a house, we had never owned a home. God told us, don't go out there looking for what they call starter homes at the time, right? I'm not knocking anybody's house. I'm just telling my story. He said, you you need a house that's 2000 square feet or more, right? And so when we did that, we didn't know, but God said, will you believe me in your heart? And I'm like let yes lord i believe in my heart and then my mind right in my heart in my heart you know it was some deceit it was some defilement because nobody in our house had ever owned a home all we ever had done was rented right so so if, you, if i wasn't careful i would have let that things get to me but i began to let the lord minister to me he said you can have a house and see one part of guarding your heart we might as well throw throwing some nuggets as we at it guarding your heart heart you got to have got to tame your team if you're going to guard your heart you got to tame your team because when i had Pastor evan and pastor shun there they were they wouldn't even let us look at houses they wouldn't even go with us to the house i remember one time we pulled up to a house and, and pastor Sean was like what, what are we doing here like somebody gotta go or something she refused to go in the house why because it wasn't what god had said it, it wasn't the size god said or anything she's like why are we wasting our time here see part of guarding your heart is having people on your team that won't let you let go of what god told, what you said that god said that you can have now if god didn't tell you you can have it don't be lying to your team that you like you said you can have it but the other thing that god did when we were in that pr- process is what god told us to sow See, sometimes you want to receive what God has for you, but you don't want to participate in the manner in which God wants to give it to you. See, when we thought we were supposed to be saving up for this house, God had us sowing every single time we encountered our man and woman of God. God had us, I'm like, don't I need to be saving for a damn payment? And God had us sowing more. We sold every day. We sold our time. We sold money. We did things for other people. God was setting us up when we didn't even know it we were just trying to hear God. Why? Because we're trying to get that in our hearts, right? Because I understand that God loves me. He loves me enough not to give me a dream to dangle in front of my face like a carrot. He loves me enough that he sent his son, and with his son, will he not freely give me all things? So I said, okay, God, I believe you. I take you at your word. If you want me to sow this seed, God, I'll sow this seed. If you want me to sow to the same person twice in a day, God, I'll sow to the same person twice in a day. But what I won't allow to happen is that I won't allow doubt to enter my heart because i know that god can be trusted see that's the deceit that happens right The enemy is always trying to convince you that you can't trust God, because if he can convince you that God can't be trusted, then he can convince you that you don't know if God will come through. If you don't know if God will come through, then you won't be willing to obey God in a situation where it seems like you shouldn't be obeying God, where your flesh says it doesn't take all that, where your friends say it doesn't take all that, where the economy says it doesn't take all that. You will disobey God because you feel like he can't be trusted but when you let the word get in your heart we begin to confess lord i thank you for this house i thank you that we move into this house with with no money down i thank you that everything that we need to get into this house is in our hands we thank you lord for it and then we went to house and we're just like it wasn't it it wasn't it and this our realtor just kept taking us by this one house and it had so much grass around it and trash in the yard and all of this And, and we just couldn't see past the trash we couldn't see past the grass. And see, some of you, you are giving up on God. You got boo out there, boo out there, but you can't see past clothes. You can't see past the current job. You can't see past the car he driving because you don't know the potential that God got in boo and how God gonna raise boo up and boo gonna be a millionaire. But your problem is that you can't see past nothing. And so you keep driving by the house you keep driving by the man you keep driving by the job you keep driving by those things because you're not allowing God to be God and so God we said you know what we'll go in the house you will go in and we went in the house and we were wowed by the house we were wow and so we we're like this is it but then we looked at the price it cost too much money it it, it cost so, and That's what we told ourselves. This is this costs too much, and and, and, and so we got there. And we're like, okay, God, what do we do now? And God said, tell him what you want to pay for. I am like, huh? He's like, tell him what you want to pay for. I was like, what am I going to pay for, God? You did all this. What we going? What we paying for? Because we, I'm doing what you say, do God. And God told me, told us what to pay. It was several thousands of dollars below. What they wanted. And then he said, actually this, tell them you want two inch wood blinds. Tell them you want gutters all the way around. Tell them you want this change. Tell them you want this painted. And we gave it to our realtor. And our realtor looked at us and she said, We were first time buyers and she meant she meant well. And see, some of y'all are y'all are distracted by well-meaning people. See, some of y'all, because you ain't tamed your team, you got friends telling you, Well, if it don't work out, how is it not gonna work out if God told me it will? you you got people telling you that that oh uh it's okay if it, if it doesn't come through no no it's going to happen why because god said it's going to happen and so she told us like don't get your hopes up or anything cuz y- you're asking for everything expect a rebuttal right a counter offer and so we submitted it anyway and we left next day she called us and said they accepted your offer as is she said i can't believe this she said i've never seen this happen and i was like thank you lord why because he honors his word right i allow god to get into my heart i then didn't think this thing to be crazy right I thought him to be true. I said it out of my mouth. And there was three things that aligned. So the the connection, the mouth-heart connection created a manifestation of the thing said. So as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That's why we're guarding our heart with all diligence. We're letting Holy Spirit tell us what we need to believe for god what do i even need to be believing for right now god what do you want me to desire in my life right now see so many times we just put our desires on god and we don't ask god what we should when the bible talks about him giving us the desires of our heart that's because our heart is in alignment with who he is that's not because i want somebody else's wife that's not because i want to have multiple wives that's not because i just want to be wealthy and not be a benefit to the kingdom that's not that that's not the desire that god's talking God says, I give you the desires of my heart, but that's because he's created in us a clean heart and a right spirit. That's because he has drawn, he has, he has written the word of his the, His word upon our heart. That's because we live according to the kingdom. And when we're living according to the kingdom, he has given us desires of our heart because the desires of our heart are really the desires of his heart. And so there's alignment and our mouth. say it. Our, our mind, they get our mouth said, and there's a connection, and therefore the manifestation. But the problem with the church. Now, because we experience lack of power, the problem that we don't lack control and we lack discipline and we lack manifestation is because we have not guarded our hearts. We have not allowed Holy Spirit to do His job. We have not tamed our team. We have not chosen the love of God with all of our heart. We just have it. And when we have not done that, our soul and our mind run aloft. They do whatever they want to do. And let me tell you what happens then. Mark 7 and 8. Let me let you t- let the word tell you what happens. It says you disregard and neglect the commandment of God and you cling faithfully to the traditions of man. What does tradition say? Tradition says you got to start at a house at a certain level. Tradition says that you got to start at the bottom and work your way up. Who said that? The Lord says he'll, he will appoint you to a place. The, we talked about alignment, acceleration and advancement. That word advancement didn't mean that you got to be start from the bottom and now you're here. No, God can advance you to a location. God can advance you to the top. But you know what the problem is for a lot of us? We ain't excellent in what we do. We ain't, We don't got a good work ethic we, we want to sleep and slumber a whole lot and that leads to poverty because you think that just because you're born again you think just because you're going to spend eternity with jesus that you don't have to do any work on the earth that is a lie you have to do with your hands you got to do things and, and when you do those things then you're able to manifest kingdom so you disregard and neglect the commandment of god and you cling faithfully to the traditions of man what are some of those traditions? You got to work to earn God's love. No, you don't. God's love is received by faith. There's no work to it. What's another tradition? You got to fast, pray, and give with an expectation to move. You you fast, you pray, and you give with an expectation to move God, not yourself. That's tradition. Well, if you give this amount, this will happen to you. That's a lie. If I give $1,000 a day and I don't believe in my heart that God will reward me for sowing or I don't do it in obedience to what he told me to do, I'm not going to get nothing off that. God is not obligated to, to bring harvest to a seed that's not sown in good ground. It's just not. You out here fasting. You skinny. You rail thin, as old folks used to say. Trying to move God. No, that ain't moving God. Fasting is for the purpose of moving you and aligning you with God where everything God's done is done. You set up traditions for man to conflict with my word. I ain't gonna talk about people's religions and ideologies and all of that, but there's a lot of things that happen in the body of Christ that have absolutely nothing to do with the word of God. They are just interferences, they're just they're just stumbling blocks, they're just they're distractions from the word of God. Here's one that I know i have doing. Y'all may, I mean, I'm talking about myself. I ain't going to talk about y'all. You You have offered me sacrifice in place of obedience and expected it to work. This is a traditional man right these are things that we do as believers you offer god sacrifice in the place of obedience and then have an expectation that it'll work the bible tells us now that pull up the scripture that god judges us by our hearts so you can't deceive god you can deceive man but you can't deceive god you can you can you can scam man but you can't scam god so god understands that hey you, are, you bringing these sacrifices, you doing all this extra, that does not move God. God wants your obedience. He does not want your sacrifice. I think that's what, 1 Samuel 15, 22, somewhere over there it says that. I mean, he wants your obedience, not your sacrifice. Here's another one. What a, what's another tradition of man? You have talked much, but you have did little. You talked much, and you did little. I remember, no shade to my deacons growing up, so don't come for me. And I don't really care if you did, but but we, I used to hear deacons and people in the church pray all the time, all these loud prayers and these all these words and all this stuff about God and all this stuff, but they life didn't show nothing. They were just as broke as I was in high school. They like, I mean, when I'm out Saturday nights walking the streets, I saw some of them. Their lives didn't look anything different than our lives did. Why? Because it was just a tradition to sound good in church, but not let the word penetrate your heart. You have faith in no works. You believe the things in the earth over my word. Traditions of men. What are some things? God's a taker. God is not a taker. God's a giver. Here's one, heaven needed another angel. Heaven doesn't need any more angels. Heaven got all the angels in need. God ain't taking people because heaven needs another angel. God is teaching me a lesson. God does not have to inflict pain on you to teach you a lesson. Now, what happens is things happen in the earth and God will use those things to then teach us something. But God isn't bringing heartache and God isn't bringing tragedy on your life to teach you something. Here's one that's going to really help us. Here's a traditional man. You think that God wants you to be happy. God does our happiness, but not at the cost of disobedience. See, you think God is concerned about your happiness, right? Well, God, ain't no way God would want me lonely right now. You know, Uh, God would want me lonely in this Christmas season. So he know I'm not happy. He know my heart, so I'm going to give me a boo. No, God, God is not... God God wants you full of joy, right? God wants you to have some things but not at the sake of disobedience, cause of disobedience. You, God is not concerned more about your happiness than he is your sanctification. God is not concerned more about your happiness than he is your deliverance. God is not concerned more about your happiness than he is your obedience. God is not concerned more about your happiness than he is his kingdom. So quit lying to yourselves and giving your way, yourself a way out to be like, okay, it's good to do this. I mean, God knows I got needs, right? He knows those things need to be satisfied. He wants me to be happy. He don't want me to sit over here with these yearnings and these cravings. I, God will me happy. So I'm just going to run on out here and do this. No, no, and no, that's not the will of God. But that's what traditions of men are tell you, right? Here's another one. God will not give me more than I can handle. That's a lie. You can't handle it anyway. I mean, scripture tells us, let's run in Mark 11. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you what? Rest. Absolutely. Things will happen in your life more than you can handle. That's a lie. Honestly, it's a setup. And if you're not careful with guarding your heart, then what'll happen is you will feel like god let you down and you will feel like a failure because you can't take this there are things that happen in life that are too great for you to bear in and of yourself when the bible tells us that he won't put i mean when the bible tells us that he'll bring us out and that for every temptation he'll give us a way escape and all these things he is saying that we are able to accomplish those tasks through holy spirit dwelling in our heart but yes absolutely yes that god god will i mean that there are things that are carrying your life that are more than you can handle when, when my mother died that was more than i could handle at the time when, when when my kids are disobedient and i can't understand why they're doing that sometimes that is more than i can handle I mean, sometimes it's during the day and they screaming and they yelling. It's more than I can handle. But what do I do? I come to him, all who are weary and burdened. In that case, all who is full of anxiety and a little bit of stress. And I say, Lord, thank you for the grace to parent. I thank you for this opportunity to raise up the kids that you have given me. So even though I'm here, God, and even though they're mine, I thank you that you have strengthened my inner man and my outer man and my mind so that I can be able to raise these kids up. Because right now, God, it is more than I can handle in and of myself. Because I want to beat them down, Lord, but that ain't what you're going to let me do. It's more than I can handle. But when you tell yourself a lie and you're like, oh, I got to do this all, you got to run to God. I have to run to God. Why? Because there are things that happen in life that's just too hard for you to do it on your own. And here's the thing. He wants you to come to him. Come to me if you're weary. Come to me if you're burdened. And I'll give you what? Rest. Here's another tradition of man god knows my heart that's i mean i ain't even talking about that we already did that all right but let me let me give you this quote real quick when we sin we are choosing to willfully union with something or someone other than god and see that's what traditions of men have done we have made it convenient for sin to occur but when we are sinning i am making a willful choice to union with something or someone other than God, man. When I was reading that, I was like, "Oh man!" Because we don't want to see sin like that, right? We want to make sin this easy thing, you know, like easy to participate in. It. But no, sin is a cutting, and because I mean, when I was reading, it talking about sin is missing the mark and sin and those things that is sin. But when you read sin this way, it brings it makes it actively conscious choice. To go against God. When we sin, we're choosing to willfully union with something or someone other than God. And that only occurs when we are not guarding our heart. And so I make a choice. God, I don't want to willfully choose a union with something or someone other than God. I don't. And so the way that I do that, I have to guard. I have to guard my heart. How did I tell you a a couple of ways to guard your heart? Listen to Holy Spirit. And tame your team those are two things that we've already talked about tonight all right let's keep moving so i get to my stopping point for tonight everything happens for a reason that's another tradition of man romans 8 and 28 tells us this and we know with great confidence that god who is deeply concerned about us causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love god to those who are called according to his plan and purpose And we know with great comfort that God who is deeply concerned about us causes all things, right? So the enemy can cause something to defeat you, but God will cause that thing to work together for your good. It isn't God making it happen that's bad. But God will cause bad to become good. That's what that scripture is telling us. And we know with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us Causes all things to work together as a plan for good. So, no, it doesn't matter what happens in my life, why it happens. If I run to God, He will cause that thing to work together for my benefit. Look at the prodigal son. I mean, I mean, that dude took his inheritance, he bailed out, spent it all, spent all of it. But his father kept looking for him. Why? Because it's the father's desire to always have you in union with him and to give you his best. And so when he came back, he caused it to work together for his good. He caused it to work together for his good. And so what we we got to do as we wrap up for tonight, what we got to do is not be people who just talk about how much we love god not be people who just talk about i mean because i i mean i talk about myself there was time i mean i was i was in church and i was out doing whatever i freak i wanted to do i mean i'm just gonna be honest with you but i was at church on time you know i i i I participated and volunteered but my life wasn't looking i mean i wasn't manifesting the things that god why because i was going through the motions and here, and then and at the end of this year, and going into 2020, it is not the time to be going through the motions. That's why your mouth is reckless. Your mouth is reckless because your heart is reckless. you messy because your heart is messy. You're going through the motions of things, right? And so what we got to do is, what well, I mean, we can't be hypocrite, hypocrites. We got to make sure that uh, we honor God with our lips, but we also honor God with our hearts because in Matthew 15 it says this you hypocrites Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you these people honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me they worship me in vain their teachings are merely human rules that's not who God has called us to be and so that's why we are talking about the mouth heart connection because I don't want us thinking that we can simply acknowledge with our mind a thought about this being a year release this being a year of five to one but we don't bring it in our heart because when we have alignment in our heart and alignment in our thoughts and we say it with our mouth there will be a manifestation of it so if i'm not seeing a manifestation of the things that pastor edwin and pastor shun and Chandra and the prayer team and all these people have said then i need to go check my heart what's really in my heart what do i really believe am i saying these things but I am not believing these things in my heart because you'll know it because every time you say it, there's this sliver of doubt and unbelief. This is the year of release and you're thinking in my mouth, well, ain't nothing changed for me. Doubt and unbelief. That's what you really believe in your heart. Every but to the word. This is your relief, but I ain't seen nothing. You're counseling it all out. You're counseling it all out. And so when we cancel it out, then we don't give God an opportunity to be, do his best. We don't give God an opportunity to be John 10 and 10. I told you, John 10 and 10 ain't every, for everybody. John 10 and 10 is for those who choose to believe God. John 10 and 10 are for those who choose to allow the Holy Spirit to have the love of God to be shed abroad in their hearts? That's how we get abundance. That's how we get overflow. That's how we walk into a place where we have more money then we have money. That's how we walk into a place that we're able to give to every good work and charitable charitable donation. That's how we walk into a place where our marriages are whole and our kids are obedient. That's why we walk into a place where we go to jobs that we love, and when we get when God calls us something else new, that we're not afraid to go do what's new. And i'm talking to myself because there are some things that god told me and i've said out my mouth but i hadn't always i hadn't always fully believed them in my heart and so i'm having to revisit those things and say god you told me this and so god where did i messed up and where i messed up was that in my heart i didn't fully believe that god would do what he said is going to do that was part of it and then in another area i found myself being slack of hand god had told me to do some things physically in the earth that he hasn't told that i hadn't done and see so many times we limit god because we don't do what god said to do god tells you to do x and to do y you like well god i'm over here we talking about your release and we talking about getting more money we talking about this and we talking about that and you asked me to do something that's totally in in your earthly mind unrelated to the place that you feel like you are supposed to be going, the place that God has called you to go. All right. And so, so, Hey, I just use myself. God told me, he said, Hey, this is what I want you to do. I want you to, I want you to minister to people and I want you to study stocks. That's what I want you to do. And so guess what I did? I've done a pretty effective job this year ministering to people. But I didn't do as effective job do, dealing with stocks. And so and so when I go look at my life and over this time, God, and I talked to God about money and things like that. He said, I needed you to do what I asked you to do. It isn't about whether that's going to be the thing that prospers you or not. It's about your obedience. Because if I can't trust it. If I say we're going to California, but if I want to take you through Idaho to get there, you got to trust that going through Idaho is the best route for your life. And so many times we're not trusting God that the way he wants to take us is the best route for our life. That's the deceit that's in our heart. That's because we're not guarding our heart. That's because we're not allowing Holy Spirit to cause the love of God to be shared abroad in our heart. Because if we can really trust God to be God in our life, then it's easy to obey God. But what I did... I decided to willfully choose to union with something else what was the something else then it may be TV one day I willfully chose this see because because what you got to understand that just because you ain't out here having sex just because you ain't out here doing things that quote or wrong anytime you are not doing what God has said to do you're disobeying God and when we disobey God, we cannot expect a full manifestation of the thing that He has said. We just can't. And so, in twenty-one, for the rest of twenty-one and into into twenty twenty-two, don't be slack of hand. And, and and I'll come back and take a Wednesday, or if Pastor ever want to take a Wednesday, we come back and talk about excellence and not being slumber and not being lazy and slothful because man we you cannot think that just because you saved and born again that that everything will come to pass here's another uh tradition of man and we're just gonna wrap up i ain't gonna worry about the rest of the notes God ain't concerned about how you feel I mean, God, God isn't in the business of being like, "Ooh, I hope this don't, I hope this don't hurt Ralph's feelings when I tell him this." Ooh, I hope, I hope Kristen isn't offended when I tell her that. You know, I I just hope God ain't concerned about your feelings, baby. God is concerned about His kingdom, kingdom over feelings all day, every day. Kingdom over feelings all day, every day. God isn't not that He doesn't care about how you feel, but if your feelings are in contradiction to the kingdom, kingdom always trumps feelings. And so quit lying to yourself because we're all growing up. And this is what I've been telling myself. So I'm just talking to you the way I talk to myself. Quit lying to you. God ain't concerned about you don't feel like studying those stocks right now. So what you're really saying is i don't feel like trusting god i do feel like being disobedient i don't feel like walking in abundance but i do feel like walking in in middle class for the rest of my life that's what you're really saying you feel like and if god don't talk to y'all like that, i mean maybe y'all god god talked to everybody different but we ain't we ain't slack a word on this side he i'm just like tell me how it is and so that's where we're at. Right. And so that's why we're going down this line of talking about our heart, because when we get our heart right, when we get our heart aligned to the word of God, then our mouth and our heart connects. And then we have a connection and through connection, we have manifestation. All right. So I want to ask you guys four questions. And these are the things I want you to I want you to uh, meditate on as uh as we get ready to, uh, I mean, depart today and come back. And just so you know, there will not be refreshed Bible study next Wednesday. No refreshed Bible study next Wednesday. All right. So here, here are the four questions. I'm not sure if I put them in there or not, Pastor. That uh, one, but I will copy and paste them real quick. All right. There you go. <coughs> What lies do I believe about myself or the world around me, and how's this impacting my relationship with God? One lie you may believe is that just because you're black, you gotta less make less money. Here's a lie that I believed pastor Evan coached me through this joint and I sold money in his life and I continue to sell in his life I believe that just because you was in education you was fixed on your income you had to look at that salary schedule right and you had to live by that salary schedule and I ain't gonna lie it irked me to look at that and see 25 years down the road what I'll be making that's a lie that I believed right and it impacted my relationship with god because it caused me to limit god based off what that salary schedule said but i love what we say now i live off my seed not my salary so even though the salary scale may say thirty-six thousand, or is a lie you're telling yourself is that how you live no baby you live based off your seed not your salary what sin or bad habits in your life are weighing you down from a higher moral conduct what's keeping you from living a sanctified holy type life basically what's keeping you from living this and you're like well why is that important and i'm looking at my time it's important because anytime you have sin in your life it gives door open door to condemnation and when I have condemnation, it causes me to doubt God because I feel like what condemnation does says is you don't qualify, you're not worthy of, and those thoughts based off my don't Think about it. The more you live righteous, the less condemnation works in your life. Condemnation most of the time impacts those living ratchet lives because you th- now, now not that it doesn't I mean you could feel simply condemned because something that happened in the past right but I'm saying the more holy the more sanctified life you live the less condemnation will impact you what behaviors habits or attitudes do you know to be right and yet I avoid or ignore like you know it's right to tame your tongue you know that let, Ephesians 4 and 29 says let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is only edifying Uh, to your brother. I'll summarize it last part. That's what it says. But still, you let your bad habit or attitude of always telling people how you feel to come out your mouth and still are hearkening to the word of god so what behaviors habits you always spend the money when god told you leave that credit card alone when he told you to stay off that line when he told you you a lot of people can afford black friday but black friday you can't afford it this year and it may not be that you didn't have the money it may just be the fact that god told you not to spend anything what behaviors habits or attitudes do you have now or know to be right and yet avoid ignoring lastly am i simply trying to find fulfillment outside of god all fulfillment that you will ever need is found in god everything all fulfillment can be found in god spiritual financial physical emotional god cares about what you care about so he's going to make sure that you're fulfilled but what fulfills you does may not fulfill the kingdom so you need to align with the kingdom why because god ain't changing his plans for you you got to get in alignment with what god has done and so and you are like what do you mean god ain't changed his plan well he's already provided you healing he's already provided you wealth he's already provided you peace and long i mean in all of those things so so god isn't out here going to be doing something changing his plans right because they, his plans are he he's done everything we needed to get you something that you desire in your flesh he's just not doing that you got to get in alignment with god's plan for you so that's the word for tonight guys and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some actual steps on how to guard your heart um i guess it'll be in the new year uh next time we have refresh Bible study we'll be in the new year so once again refresh is canceled for next week all right so let me run through these announcements real quick so today is Wednesday so on Friday morning all right we are having champion circle prayer so join us Friday morning at 6 30 a.m for champion circles prayer and then join us Sunday morning at 9 with Pastor Chris and Elder Valley for worship all right and then followed by Pastor Edward and Pastor Shun as they continue their series uh, uh, at 9:30 a.m. Uh and then Monday mornings, Pastor Shun does uh strategies for success on her personal page and her professional page. And then Tuesday night, we will have prayer at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And then they didn't have it, they're not having it this Wednesday, I think, and next Wednesday ignite. But the uh victory zone is on demand i encourage you if you got little kids get them plugged into the christmas science series that's occurring now uh talks about uh what happens to lead up to jesus birth and all of that there's great activities there's great lessons make sure you get plugged in also uh make sure you give the foc we have 100 tithers so make sure that you are giving your tithe and and, and don't i'll be honest with you don't Ain't no gift worth buying that causes you to steal the tie. Ain't, ain't no Christmas gift worth buying that causes you to steal the tie. all right? So uh, make sure that you, you're you giving uh, the way God desired for you to let, give. You can give through the uh, avenues that are listed on your screen. GiveLify, push pay, tithe, text to give, and through PayPal. So uh, take advantage of that uh, uh, for your giving, all right? And then if you want to be a partner with us, uh, go to focchurch.com, scroll down the page a little bit, and then you can complete the partnership form. And by completing the partnership form, one of our uh, uh, partners will uh, send you information via email so that you can formally become a partner at FOC. And at FOC, remember, we're teaching you how to walk in love, live by faith, and experience God's prosperity in every area of your life. So you want to be connected to FOC we are good ground all right I think I've covered all the announcements for tonight uh if you did if you missed prayer yesterday go check out prayer yesterday uh passion uh prayed uh and everyone prayed and interceded for our uh prayer and intercession team uh and so make sure you're doing that make sure you keep the Williams family in your uh in your prayers and in your thoughts uh as well and I pray that everyone as you travel for uh christmas that you have safe travel god, yahweh goes before you i declare that your experiences in your time with your family will be pleasant i declare that you won't take you will hear god and you won't take yourself into environments that god has told you not to go in so if you know that every time you go somewhere it's always a bad experience don't go just for the sake of going do something different starting new things is okay all right starting don't 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 torture yourself all right so so uh so that's it man i love you guys so much we got the best partners ever you guys have a very very merry christmas make sure you remember the reason for the season you share that with your kids so that they just don't think that's just a bunch of gifts but we are celebrating the birth of jesus and all that he has done for us so make sure and don't forget that as an adult either uh, uh as well so i love you thank you so much for your time you guys be blessed and we will see you on sunday bye-bye